Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford, and I have today with me the mother of all of my children, Darcy. Hi. Hey. It's Mother's Day today. It is. It is. Isn't that exciting? It's almost not Mother's Day. It's almost not Mother's Day. (laughs) It's late on Sunday night. We've had all of our fun. We put all our kids to bed. And now... It's podcast time. It's podcast time. So one of my favorite things is to check our podcast to see our ratings. And I absolutely love it when I see that somebody has written a new review. I love hearing how this podcast is helping you, how you're using this information to change your life. It brings me so much joy. It makes all the hard work and the risk taking and the vulnerability of putting our story out there worth it. So I just want to thank you guys so much for leaving your reviews. So to that end, I want to share the most recent review, the one that you pointed <laughs> pointed to me the other day that I was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. So this is this is what Sleepy 393 said. He said, or, or she, she, I don't know, whoever's Sleepy 393, this is what they said. You have to listen to these. So this was a, like a fantastic review. This podcast is changing my life. The information and hope Zach and Darcy are sharing has set me on fire. Hopefully not literally. I really hope no one's dying here. <laughs> You're such a dork. I know. Dad joke. Sorry, folks. Dad joke. I have never, I've never felt more ready to take on the world. I'm listening to it with my brother, who also struggles with pornography, and together we'll come out better on the other side. Thank you, Spaffords. You're welcome, Sleepy393. I am so glad that it, this is a great podcast for you. It is a pleasure to put it together. It's a pleasure every time we sit down together, Darcy and I, to do these podcasts. It's really so fun. And so we, fun. And we just love getting these reviews. So Thank you so much for putting that out there because it, it makes us feel good. It makes yes. me feel good. Yes. <laughs> so happy Mother's Day to all of you who are listening. I know this is Monday morning for you, so thank you so much for listening, especially because I know that you are going to want to hear what we have to say today, especially for mothers. Yeah? Yep. I agree, 100%. So I'm going to ask you, Darcy, some questions. I'm going to interview you uh, because I, I know you love talking about this. How often do you say that this is your favorite topic? Uh, pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that the weirdest thing? I, we are probably definitely the weirdest people you know if pornography is our favorite We love subject. talking about pornography. It really is kind of awesome. So if you want to you know, give us a call and... Talk to us about it. You're welcome to set up an appointment, a free consult, either with me or with Darcy. We'd love to talk to you about this. So let's talk about Mother's Day. Let's talk about moms and pornography because I think this is a really important subject. As a mom, how often do you talk to other moms about pornography and how often do you find that their kids are struggling? So pretty much 
most of my friends who have teenagers, and not even teenagers, uh, that I bring this up to, at some point or another have had a child that has either come across pornography or come across sexual images to some degree that has caused some anxiety and stress for them. Um, Mm. I just cannot say this enough how common it, it is to have this struggle in your home, that this is not something that is just you, that it's just your kids. This is something that most homes are dealing with. And so I just like to point that out so that you do not feel like you are alone, whether that's your child that struggles with pornography or your spouse or maybe both. Or even a sibling or or even your own parent. Right. This is something that is out there that is just something that we just got to keep educating ourselves on and really understanding what it is, why it's so alluring. Yeah. And, and how we can and help it not be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Reduce the prevalence. And I think even moms, I bet there is almost certainly at least one mom who's listening today who struggles with pornography herself. Yeah. I would, I would guarantee that. So I think it's really important to recognize that there are a lot of different people in a lot of different backgrounds struggling with pornography and you are constantly, you know, coming across them. Yeah. That's, that is such a, is, it is such a common conversation that we have and not, I think this is even before you and I started to do this professionally, right? Like absolutely. Even before yeah. we were like, Hey, let's talk about porn for a living. We were having these conversations with people and guess what? everybody had the same problems. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's really important to recognize. And I don't know if that will give you hope or it might create some despair, but I just want you to know that you're not alone. Yeah. For sure. So moms often bear the burden of talking about pornography with their kids. What tips would you offer any mom who wants to begin creating an open dialogue with their kids around pornography? So first of all, I would say... Don't look at it as a burden, right? Because for me, it's not a burden at all to talk to my kids about pornography or even just sexuality in general. Um, To me, it's an opportunity to connect with my kids, help educate my kids, answer their questions, and have a conversation about it. And really, the more you can do it, the more you can have that open dialogue, the easier it gets the less uncomfortable it is and and really just realize that in the beginning, if this is something you haven't really talked about your kids or maybe you had the talk like one time and it was like super uncomfortable and you you never did it again, um, the more you talk about it, the more open you are, the easier, the easier it gets and the more comfortable it gets. And so just realize that if it's not something you're used to doing, that it's going to be uncomfortable and then just do it anyways. Oh, I like that. Do it anyways. I don't think we often think of our children as creatures who have a sex drive, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's an automatically, I think, from a lot of people, a place that is very uncomfortable. So I think you're absolutely right. And, and I think, um, you know, I, I've heard this often. It's harder sometimes for dads to have these conversations with their children because they either have some past... <laughs> 
experience or you could say baggage or whatever, or even maybe they themselves struggle with pornography. And so having that moment, right? Yeah. They're like, Hey, let me come talk to you about pornography. Also, I have that problem, but I don't want to tell you that. Yeah. And so I think, you know, oftentimes that, that creates a lot of shame, right? Because if you're like sitting there having that conversation with your kids about warning them about pornography or trying to, you know, brainstorm ways to (laughs) stay away from it or whatever it is, whatever the conversation looks like in your family. If, if, if you yourself are struggling with it, it's really hard to show up and not feel like a hypocrite, (laughs) to not have that level of shame that you probably have attached to yourself if that's something you're struggling with. Yeah. I love that. And recognizing that we need to, we need to work on ourselves. Yeah. And maybe this is the moment where, hey, I'm the parent, I'm struggling with it, or my husband is struggling with it. Let's get some, let's get some coaching. Let's, let's get us the skills so that we can teach them to our kids. Yeah. What other things might you offer to a mom? Well, just realize that when you bring up this conversation with your kids, a lot of times they really don't want to talk about it. (laughs) No way. That's been my experience anyways. and We talk about this for a living and our kids are like, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> but, but really just being willing to keep having that conversation. You got to be willing to really lean into that discomfort and, and still show up for your kids and still have these conversations. And you want them to know that you're a safe place for them to talk to. So if they have questions... That like, hey, mom can handle having these conversations or dad can handle having these conversations. I can go to them with the questions that I have instead of going to Google. Because the reality is, is like, you You do not want Google teaching your children what certain sex activities are. Yeah. and, And the truth is, is back in the day, like you had to go to, you know, an adult store or you had to, you know, we were talking to some friends the other night. You had to like go over to your buddy's house that wasn't a member whose dad had some maybe in the bathroom right to see pornography but it's so much easier for our children today it's readily available it's on every device and we just got to keep having open communication there's no escaping it right there's no escaping it so we've got to create a little bit of a like you can't escape me we're going to have this conversation <laughs> with our kids yes and like i've said on the podcast before the car is an amazing place to have these conversations because you know you're looking at the road your kids know you're watching the road and they can just watch the road or look out the window right you don't have to have eye contact it doesn't <laughs> have to be like super formal right it's just yeah. like having the conversation wherever you are and and just it doesn't even have to be like an official talk, right? Like, I think we just go back to that talk that our parents had, you know, where they talked about the birds and the bees. They sat you and down. Then once and once it was over, it was like, everybody's good. We yeah. wash our hands of it. Yeah, maybe they handed you a book, right? So just make it natural. Make it part of conversation. And and really, it's it is so powerful to have your kids know that you are are there and you're willing to talk about this. Yeah, and and that's I think so important. Our willingness to just be available and let them say whatever they're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. There is often a lot of guilt and shame for moms, especially when they find out that their child, their perfect little baby, their angel 
that little infant who, you know, I think of our oldest and how he used to just sleep on my chest. And he was this perfect little squishy baby. We love babies. <laughs> we do. There's a reason we have eight children. We right. love babies. Our entire family. All of our children. If there's a baby somewhere, we're all fighting over it. All ten of us fight over who gets to hold the baby. Did you see Briggs holding the... Yes. Yes, today. In, after, yeah, that was awesome. Our youngest son, our number five child, was holding a baby today. And it was just so adorable because he's only nine, right? Like, what nine-year-old's like, let me hold the baby. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay. So there's often a lot of guilt and shame for moms when they find out that their perfect little baby, their, their amazing child, is looking at pornography. Why do you think that is? What is going on for moms? Well, so if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably listening for one of two reasons. Either your spouse has struggled with pornography, you've struggled with pornography, you both have struggled with pornography, or your child is struggling. So you got to be aware that if you are a wife of a husband who struggles with pornography, it can bring up a lot of emotions and a lot of fear and a lot of guilt and a lot of shame if your child is also struggling with pornography. It's really, really hard to not project um, the pain that, that you believe and feel that pornography has caused you in your marriage and not project that on your child and their future spouse and even just their, their life, what's going to happen to them, you know? And so I, when I'm dealing with my children um, surrounding pornography is, here's what I do. I do not make it mean anything about me. I also don't make it mean anything about Zach. I don't think about, oh, well, maybe they saw something on one of Zach's devices all those years ago, or, or maybe what could I have done or should I have done to protect them more so that they didn't come across that or, you know, I always tell this story, but our daughter, we homeschool and our daughter was probably about 10 and she was doing a research paper paper on owls of all things. And she, she looked up owls under images and like up popped um, a pornographic image. And so she, you know, like threw it down and was like, mom, you need to deal with that. Right. And and so that is how innocent an exposure to pornography can be. And so back to like how we feel, it's just you got to remember that it doesn't have anything to do with you. And you got to really believe that. You have to believe that it doesn't have anything to do with you and that you can't control it. You can't make it so it doesn't happen, right? All you can do is show up for your child, love them. You know, you can put safety measures in place as best you can. But the truth is, is that even the safety measures that you put in place can still not protect your child from pornography. I don't think there's anything out there that is going to fully protect your children from pornography. Yeah. That, that is really not the reality that we live in. And I think it's really important to recognize that we need to be able to triage and address the reality on the ground rather than let's run and hide and put our heads in the sand. Yeah, I I feel like years ago you could teach kids, you know, (laughs) to just stay away from it. And it, it, you know, is relatively easy to stay away from it. 
It was like even possible. Not yeah. even just easy. It was like possible to, to stay, stay away. away. Yeah. But nowadays it's it's just there. It's just there. It's part of the landscape. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like driving through Vegas, right? It's part of the landscape <laughs> of Vegas. Literally part of the landscape. <laughs> yeah. Vegas. So when they have, you know, as as a, as moms deal with their own shame, you know, this is I think probably one of the most important components as a mom and and as a dad, any parent who's really having this conversation, but tonight we're focusing on moms. What ideas would you offer to moms to help them eliminate that shame for themselves so that they can come to that conversation with their kids in the frame of mind that they can be pleased with? Yeah, so for me, I just choose to believe that I am the best person to be doing this with my child, that I am the best mom for my child, and that Heavenly Father sent me my kids because I know how to take care of them, that I am the best person to, I guess I should say, I'm the best person to figure out how to take care of them. I, there are times when I'm like, I don't know what to do here. (laughs) And I go talk to my, my few people or I, to have a conversation with Zach, right? I like, it's not easy always, right? But I believe that my kids came to me because I can help them be the best version of themselves. And along those lines is, I believe that I'm doing my best. And I and I really believe that because every morning I wake up and I strive to do my best. And sometimes my best stinks and it's horrible. <laughs> and sometimes my best is like, wow, I'm pretty amazing. And so just being able to go with the flow of everyday life and up and down emotions and just be able to really just go with the flow and really believe that I am doing my best and that I am the best for my kids. kids The kids are doing their best, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's true too. Sometimes we are really (laughs) not happy with their best. Yeah. (laughs) And, and that doesn't mean that we don't expect good things of them. It doesn't mean that we don't help them learn to do better. Yeah. And it, and, and for me, it doesn't mean that I don't try to strive to, to be better, to learn more, to grow as, as my own individual self. It means I'm always doing my best. Yeah, by definition, you're always doing your best. Yep. You're also always doing your worst, but that's not really <laughs> a super helpful thought. But by definition, yeah. you are doing your best. Yeah. And I sure. think that's a really good perspective to have, uh, especially when it comes to the conversations we have with our kids. And I think when it comes to shame, um, which is really, I am bad. I think another really, really important thing that you can do is to stay away from the fear. Faith over fear. Because the more you fear something, the more you fear pornography, the more you power you give to pornography, the more you say things like, this is going to destroy your life, that you're going to be addicted to this. Um, you're going to, you know, we've had we've had young men that Zach has worked with that, you know, his moms told them that they were going to be rapists or that they could be, serial killers, right? And so all of those things are just not very helpful. They definitely, well, and I think that's part of the reason why there's all that shame. Like there's so much shame behind it because we think this is, we have now crossed into the Rubicon, right? We've, We've crossed a line that there's no return from and we as parents cannot fix this. And that really does 
I think in a lot of people's minds equate to I am I'm not doing enough. I've not been a good enough parent up to this point. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really really important, like you said, to just know that you actually did your best, and being aware that your child is by the time statistically speaking, by the time they graduate from high school in the United States, they are going to see pornography. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. That's the reality that we live in. So, so we had you know our ten year old daughter. Our, well, she was 10 at the time. Our daughter, who was 10 at the time, is exposed for the first time because she's searching for pictures of owls for a an innocuous school project, right? So being exposed does not mean what? I think it's really important. Exposure does not necessarily mean a compulsive behavior, right? Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's even something you're going to want to go back to. It definitely doesn't mean you're an addict. And just being aware of all of that, even if someone does like to view pornography occasionally because they're curious about it, does not mean they're going to be a serial killer, right? Which, like, that's, like, this huge leap. But the truth is, is that we got to be aware of what we're believing in those moments and just and step re- back from it for a second. And really the message that we're sending to our kid, right? Because the message we want to be sending our kids is love. We mm-hmm. want to send the message of love, hope, belief, the power that they have to change, Right? We want to instill our belief in our kids. Yeah. And this is, this is, I think, really, really important, right? When we convey the right message, our children will be better prepared to succeed. And when we convey a message of you're irredeemable in some way, then they find it more difficult to solve the problem. Because they are the ones that are, you know... Really and truly, they are the ones who are going to have to solve this problem for themselves. This is a problem of agency, which we as parents, we don't have control over at all. We can convey, you know, we can guide, we can push, we can help along the way, but we cannot control agency. So this is a problem that your child is going to have to solve. So being aware that the message we send either makes that a little bit easier, a little bit more difficult... And even if you've sent a message that is your irredeemable, don't let that get to you. Just be aware that you can start sending a new message. Yeah, and and if you realize you're like, man, I didn't show up good in that moment, just like with any parenting moment, you can say sorry. You can apologize. Yeah. And you can, you know, don't be afraid to say, I'm so sorry. I really overreacted. I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't aware that this was something that that you were struggling with and I wasn't prepared to show up as the the mom that I want to be. And so I'm sorry. I'm here for you now. And let's let's have a conversation. I think that's so good. I think that's so so good. So recently you went to a mother's retreat and we've kind of talked about this on the podcast. I've mentioned it at least a couple times on the podcast recently. And I think it's interesting because you seem to find that everyone wants to talk to you about your work once they find out about it. So what would you say to women who don't know who to talk to about the struggles they're having with pornography and their children? Because I, I know there is an appetite for this conversation. It, it, you know, it, it's evident in the reality that you live when you're like, hey, listen, you know, I, talk, I, I talk about pornography for a living. That's what I do. We coach men and women, young people old people about how to deal with their pornography viewing habits and then all of a sudden the old ladies all the ladies at the at the parties they come to you Mm -hmm. which is like the weirdest party magnet ever (laughs) 
I know, man. <laughs> Just start talking about pornography and people come surround you at the table and want to have that conversation. And I, I really, I love it. I love being able to talk to women, talk to mothers, and say, hey, like, let's, let's approach this from a way that's going to be helpful instead of a way that's going to be harm, harmful and potentially damaging to our children. Let's, let's show up as mothers who are, are available and willing and able to have these conversations with our kids. And, you know, I found that if you just open up to people and you have those conversations with people... Be real about it. Right? Yeah. And realize that some of them will be awesome and some of them might perpetuate and make your anxiety worse, right? They're going to want to say, oh, well, did you know that so-and-so's son had this problem and he went on a mission and then he got sent home? Or do you know that so-and-so in the ward, that's why she's divorced because her husband looked at pornography or, or it might be your own mother who is really freaked out about it and wants to tell you that you should be handling it differently, right? And so you just got to be willing and, and ready and open to learning new things, learning new ways of thinking about pornography and not being so fearful and so scared of it. Because like I like to say is that pornography didn't destroy my family. Pornography strengthened my family. And that is about as far from the reality of, of the messages that we normally hear is in that, you know, pornography destroys individuals, it destroys families. Um, I want to talk about that point here in a second, but what you said earlier about, you know, some of the people that you will talk to, they're going to kind of perpetuate some of that shame for you. It reminds me of one of the women that I work with who struggles with pornography viewing and masturbation. And she has been really quite open with one of her friends locally to her. And in those conversations, that friend confided in her that her, you know, her son had started to have the same struggle of viewing pornography or, you know, he had started to view pornography. I don't know if it's a struggle for the kid, but, uh, then as that friend was talking, one of the things she said was, I don't know why you don't just stop it. <laughs> you know, and this is a woman who struggles with what I think we often think of as a man's problem. Yeah. And she has really opened up to this friend of hers and she told me how much it hurt to to hear her friend say that. So I think on on the flip side of that, being willing to be that open mind and being willing to be that open person who is not just there to perpetuate the shame of, well, why don't you just control yourself? And all of that sort of rhetoric that we've had in the past, you know, can you imagine if someone came up to you, you know, you had a, say you had an eating problem and someone just said to you, well, why don't you just stop eating? You know, that, that just seems so ridiculous. Like you would never say that to uh, like another woman or even to a man who struggles with weight. Um, And so why would you say that about any, any type of struggle? But empathy and love and bringing that picture full circle for people and not being that person who who perpetuates the cycle, I think, is a fantastic, fantastic point. And we're not saying here that we believe that pornography 
is okay. That's not what we're saying. Yeah, please don't misconstrue <laughs> what we're saying. And we're also all. not saying that, you know, being overweight and struggling with pornography is viewed the same. Right. Because they're I, not morally analogous, although men, you know, inside the brain, they, they have quite a few parallels. Yes. And most people, if you read our reviews, there are people that struggle with overeating. And so they listen to our podcast because it's really helpful to them. And that's what we mean when we compare food to pornography. That's what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about it in the sense that it really is very similar in behavior, very s- similar in reasons why people either overeat or look at pornography. So, and for those of you who are listening that don't struggle with pornography, just realize that you can be the person that makes the biggest difference in someone's life who struggles with pornography. Because feeling love and accepted, even when you struggle with pornography, is so helpful. Yeah, oh, so, so helpful. And on the point of you know, pornography is going to destroy my life and my family and all of those things. I just want people to be aware. You know, if you had said to me five years ago, hey, listen, Zach, I know what you're going to do with the rest of your life. You're going to quit, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and you're going to quit being uh, an insurance agent and you're going to quit running, you know, some of your other businesses and you are going to (laughs) get this Talk about pornography on a podcast, and by the way, you're going to help hundreds of men and hundreds of women resolve their pornography issues, and you're going to be successful right out of the gate, and you're going to have the support of some of the biggest names in life coaching in our LDS community. I would have said, not only are you nuts, but that is absolutely so far from anything I want to do in my life that you... You've got to be kidding me, right? And yet, here I am, you know, really two years into this journey. Yeah, exactly two years. Exactly two years, right? Because, you know, two years ago on Mother's Day, we had a really exciting moment. Yeah, well, two years ago, we were at Jody Moore's um, Be Be Bold Bold Masters Masters up in Spokane. We went and spent a week with Jody Moore, and we got home on Mother's Day at like 5 a.m., and that was when Zach got let go from his job because of um, financial changes in... At the company that I was working at, at. Well, in the organization I was working with, right? So we had a partnership and, you know, all of a sudden the, the financial backing was no longer available. By no fault of anyone's. And now here we are. And before we left for Jody Moore, I had said, you know, I think I want to do this because it's going to be fulfilling. Yeah. Because I knew that the other ventures that I was doing, if we kept going with them, we we would have made a great deal of money. But I thought, I want to do something that is valuable, not only to me, but just valuable in our community as members of the church and as saints and as people who struggle with uh, pornography issues in our lives. I wanted to do this. And when we got home, you know, we spent all that time at Jody Moore, we came home and all of a sudden I was let go and our timeline accelerated dramatically, right? It was, it it was dramatically accelerated. And I can tell you that it's been both the most difficult two years, but also probably the most 
fulfilling two years of our lives, especially as as older. You know, it's not like our you know we're new in our careers. This is kind of a restart to our lives, mm-hmm. and yet it's one of the most fulfilling things that's ever been for me. Yeah, and and it really is crazy to see all the ways that Heavenly Father helped us out along the way, and oh, to make yeah. this this a reality, to be able to be here doing this as our our full time work, supporting a family of eight. Heavenly Father has a big role in that and we are so very grateful for all of the opportunities that we've had and the privilege that we've had to to do this work yeah I think one of the things I often say is Heavenly Father has not made it easy it's not like the red carpet was rolled out and there was you know no problems along the way and that and that that goes the same way as our journey through you know, conquering our pornography struggle in our marriage. That was not easy, right? <laughs> but I will say, and the most, I think the most important thing to recognize for me was that it was possible. It was made possible every single step of the way. Even though that step wasn't easy to take, we basically knew what it was. Yeah. We knew what it was. We just didn't know how to take it a lot of times. And then sometimes we just blindly took that step. And it was scary. You know, there, there was that moment where I took... out of my 401k to go to life coach school. There was that moment where we left our home here in St. George and moved in with your parents because we, we felt like we needed that stability and so many steps along the way. And I know this is uh, really about mothers today, but I want you to just kind of know so much from at least my perspective that this isn't going to destroy you. It's not going to destroy your kids. It's not going to destroy your life. For us, it has been an extraordinary blessing. Yeah, and and really, what we choose to believe about it has more power than pornography. And if we choose to believe that this is something that we can solve, that this is something that we can work through, that this is something that won't destroy us, that is going to have so much more power than pornography can have. And if you give in to the fear and the shame of pornography, that's when it pulls you. That's when it it traps you and it sucks you in. But if you don't give it that power, if you don't allow yourself to be scared of it, it can't scare you. Amen. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. We love, 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 love doing this. We really appreciate all of you listeners out there. Happy Mother's Day week. We're going to call it the week of Mother's Day. Does that work? (laughs) Sure. So if you haven't gotten your wife or your mother something for Mother's Day, feel free to do so now. (laughs) (laughs) And have an awesome week. And if you're willing and able to leave a review on iTunes, we would love it. And maybe we'll read yours next week. Awesome. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Imagine you sitting next to your loved one and no longer bogged down by the greatest trial of your life. Each month, I offer a free webinar that you can attend where you can get your questions answered about how you can break free from pornography use. Take a moment now and go to the website, zackspafford.com slash free call, and you can sign up for free. You don't want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to ask questions, learn a new skill, and even get coached live if you like. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. 
If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.